Welcome. Welcome to our live stream this morning. We live stream our Sunday service at 9.30 a.m. Central every week. You can also watch the archive services anytime on our website or our Facebook page. Today, after the service at 10.45, we have our wonderful Board of Trustees hosting our Sunday coffee hour. We would love to have you come and join them, and they would love to see and hear from you. So watch for the Zoom details at the conclusion of our service. And then later this evening at 5 p.m., we continue our weekly grace and peace meditation. Come and join us as we affirm and envision a peaceful transition into 2021. Later this week on Thursday at 5 p.m., Reverend Tony hosts Pub Theology. Come and meet via Zoom over a pint of beer, a glass of wine, or a cup of tea, and explore various theological topics. Then we have our first Friday experience returning this week as part of our Stronger Together initiative. Watch this month's video called Education for Liberation by Tim Weiss. And then join in a community discussion exploring race, education, and equity at 7 p.m. on Friday. All Together Now with Gratitude is coming up on Sunday, November 22nd. And to get us all together, 
we're asking everyone to send a photo or a video for this special service. Please check out our Peak of the Week e-newsletter or our website to get details on how to send that in. We invite you to get a copy of Unity's 2020 Advent booklet, The Spirit of Christmas. And to accompany that, this book will accompany our Sunday lessons during Advent, which begins on November 29th. You can visit unity.org to request a copy to be sent to you, or you can download it. We've, a, um, we've supplied an easy link to that booklet um, in this week's Peak of the Week. Have you just recently discovered Unity Minneapolis? Well, please bring your questions and learn more about Unity from our senior minister, Reverend Pat Williamson, at Coffee, Tea, and Rev Pat next Sunday, November 8th. Well, there's all of this and so much more, and you can learn about all our upcoming events and activities on our church website, our Facebook page, and Peak of the Week, which is our e-newsletter. You can also contact the church via email or voicemail. And now we join Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. Spirit within today, we pause and we give thanks for life itself. We give thanks for the love and the joy and the peace that exists within each and every one of us. And today as we surrender to the divine within, we recommit ourselves to being the Christ's light in the world. And even though we may not understand all that is happening in our world, we do know that you are omnipresent and that your loving presence goes before us, is within us, around us, giving us comfort and peace. And today we pray with all of those that have requested our prayers. We affirm that mind, body, and spirit are in balanced and in harmony. We also pray with our country today and the upcoming election. God, within, we give thanks that you are the wisdom and the understanding that watches over this nation during this time of election. We give thanks today for the right to vote and that it is a privilege and a responsibility to do so with care and awareness of our own spiritual values. Spirit within guides us through this election as we vote for the people to do the work on our behalf and on behalf of our country and communities. We pray for this nation that seems so deeply divided. We come together and work together for the common good. And centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. And we pray this in the name and the nature of the living Christ presence within. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Join us in our opening hymn. again okay <laughs> here we go 
You know, November is gratitude month, Thanksgiving month. And as I was listening to this song and looking at Patty Peterson, I thought to myself how grateful and how thankful I am for you and how grateful I am that you've supported this ministry for so many years. Thank a long time, a long time. Thank you. It's good to have you here always. And love our band, love our music director. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You know, unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. And one of our core values is that of welcoming. So, dear friends, if today, if you feel that you are new, feel like you are new, or you're new to us, we really want to connect with you. We'd like for you to make a contact, that personal contact with you. So today, we invite you to just text us to High Unity 313131. That's High Unity 313131, and it would be a joy, a joy to connect with you. We're so glad that you're with us. And just remember, and I say this for all of us, because we're in different places at different times, but wherever we are in our spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. We are so blessed today. One of the things that we're doing today is our interns are providing our service, our lesson, and our meditation. And many of you may not know, but both of our interns are scheduled for ordination in June of next year. Lisa Hurtglot, she'll be providing our meditation today. She's been with us for a while. You know her, you love her, you appreciate her. And Kevin Hudala has been in our community for many years and has served in various capacities here, including the president of our board of trustees and other capacities as well. Kevin will be providing our lesson with us today. So we're grateful that you're with us. We're glad that you're here. So I want to invite you, if you would, just to take a moment, take that deep breath with me, and let's just settle in for the reading of our daily word. Now we move deeper with the reading of the daily word. You're invited to mentally add your prayers to the prayer box or submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed for for an additional 30 days. The word for today is remember. I bless the people whose lives have touched mine. Grandparents, parents, siblings, members of my extended family, teachers, friends, and co-workers, every person I've known has, by his or her example, helped me feel more deeply what it is to be human. Some have encouraged my curiosity. Some have taught me life skills. Some have modeled positive attitudes and behaviors. Some have loved me fully and unselfishly. And some have helped me to learn love even when loving felt difficult. Today, I remember the people whose lives have touched mine. I pause to think kindly of each one as I savor memories of time we spent together. Whether we're still in one another's lives, have lost touch, or are separated by death, 
I know the experiences we have shared continue to enrich our lives and deeply bless us on our spiritual journeys. From Romans 1.9, I remember you always in my prayers. Today we affirm the word remember. the time that I invite you to join me in taking the next few minutes to come together in meditation. As we gently close our eyes to the outer world, take a deep breath in and release it consciously. Let the muscles in your, uh, around your eyes and your face relax. Feel your shoulders drop just a little more. And let the chair you're sitting in support you a little more fully 
as you relax and come into this precious moment now. Then gently bring your focus to your heart center and just rest your attention there for a moment. Today, we're taking a journey to ignite mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation. Nelson Mandela, after being in prison for 27 years, said, As I walked out the door toward my freedom, I knew if I did not leave all the anger, hatred, and bitterness behind, I would still be in prison. So as we turn within today, let us open our hearts to find that place within, that love within, that allows mercy to flood our soul, forgiveness to be our mindset, which paves the way for reconciliation. And as always, it begins within. So as I take us into the silence, I share a traditional chant from Rosh Hashanah. Return again, return again, return to the land of your soul. Return to who you are, return to what you are. Return to where you are born and reborn again. Return again, return again. Return to the land of your soul as we move into the silence.
And then with the same gentleness, begin to come back to the space and the room and the place that you find yourself now. As I leave you with these words, come, spirit, come, our hearts control, our spirits long to be made whole. Let inward love guide every deed. By this we worship and are freed. Namaste.
Lisa, thank you for the perfect meditation. Lori, that song was pretty much uh, the lesson. I'm wondering <laughs> if we should call it quits or keep going. Great tune, isn't it? Absolutely. It's uh, written by a fantastic songwriter that I keep learning more about. Her name is Mary Gauthier, G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R. And what I'm going to do, because we've had more requests lately since we're live streaming always, to um, include some of the songwriters and song information for things that are not familiar. So I'm going to jot that down. I'll get it to the video folks, and perhaps they can put it online before the end of the service, or if you send me a note at Lori at unityminneapolis.org, I will tell you who it was. She's fantastic. She's very, oh, just like earthy, uh, raw emotions, just says it. Beautiful. So, so are we calling it quits, or are we keeping going? Well, we, no, you have you have words to add to this. Yes, right. we just opened the door. Since you insist. Yeah, fantastic. Where in your life have you personally experienced mercy, forgiveness, reconciliation? I'm going to leave you sit with that question as we get into our lesson. If you've been with us lately, you know that we've been on a journey. We've been on a journey exploring the book, God of Love, by Mirabai Star. And I absolutely love how the late Ram Das refers to the book. He says, Mirabai Star takes us dancing with the one. God of Love is the confluence of Judaism, 
Islam and Christianity all emptying into the great ocean of love. The book looks at the three important religions of the world, and what it looks to do is look at the commonality, what common beliefs, what common values are held for all three of these traditions, as well as what are some of the social justice teachings that are shared. The book takes an interspiritual approach to this exploration, which really helps us to get in touch with our oneness. I love the fact that Reverend Pat chose this book because that oneness leads us to a sense of unity. And I believe now more than ever, we need things that bring us together and unite us rather than divide us. A few weeks ago, Lisa provided the lesson, All Creation Praises God, and she highlighted the fact that all three of these religions hold that the earth is sacred and we as humans are entrusted to care for the earth and all of its life. We are encouraged to be conscious consumers of our natural resources and we are encouraged to tread lightly on Mother Earth. Reverend Tony, a couple weeks ago, talked about in her lesson, The Divine Summons, how the beloved is always calling to us and waiting us for, for us to respond. All of our human longing is all in service of wanting to be with that presence of the divine. She also suggested that any sense of separation is just an illusion. Last week, Reverend Pat, in his lesson, Sacred Service and Compassionate Action, described how all three religions place high value on the critical importance of being of service to others, being in service to the world. And he said that when we are in right relationship with the divine, caring for others, serving up for others is our natural expression of that. It, it's simply how we are wired. Today's section of the book is all about, if you haven't figured it out, mercy, forgiveness, reconciliation. And Star highlights how within all three of these traditions, right relationship is so critically important. And that right relationship is really funneled, fueled by mercy and grace that bring us back to the divine. And that forgiveness and atonement are part of that journey to reconciliation. Each of these practices, each of these religions has their own distinct practices, yet all in service of that reconciliation back with the divine. In the Jewish tradition, there's Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Islam has Ramadan. And in the Christian tradition, there is Lent. Again, all of these, the specifics might be different, but they're all in service of wanting to draw back to that reconciliation. All of these practices are about recognizing God's unconditional love and the ideal that God is, in fact, all mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation. Star tells us, the unifying theme in each of these faiths is that God loves us unconditionally. Sometimes both practitioners and leaders of the monotheistic religions forget this. 
we've all probably been guilty of projecting our own unresolved psychological wounds onto ultimate reality. The result has been the inadvertent creation of an idol. A small-minded father God who doesn't trust his children and strikes us down for disobeying his will. But the deeper teaching beneath the surface of that unfortunate image of a wrathful deity is that the Holy One, like a loving mother, meets each of our foibles with tenderness, acceptance, and a desire for us to return to who we really are, children of love. As such, we are given endless opportunities to begin anew. Endless opportunities to begin anew. In other words, God is always waiting for us with open arms, with unlimited, unconditional, unending, unconditional love and forgiveness. Sometimes it's hard to get my head around that. Within all of these three faith traditions, we too are called to practice mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation. I think about mercy as that undercurrent that guides us back to the divine as well as it guides us to truly care for each other. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our movement, describes mercy as Christ-like treatment towards those who are suffering. So what exactly does that mean? When I think about Christ-like, I think that perfect example set by Jesus, our master teacher, of the combination of our divine side and our human side, in action, being of service towards others. Notice I'm talking about action and the need to take concrete action. Because without that concrete action and service, mercy remains just a pretty word. Forgiveness. Charles Filmer describes forgiveness as replacing the false with the true. And he tells us that forgiveness is the only way that true spiritual healing can happen. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is the only way that true spiritual healing can happen. Let me offer some quick reminders about forgiveness. Chances are you've heard this before, but it bears repeating. So when we forgive, who are we ultimately doing that for? When I forgive someone, who am I doing that for? I'm ultimately doing that for myself because forgiveness sets me free. Forgiveness is an independent activity. It does not require anyone else to participate So if we know in our heart that forgiveness is something that helps to spiritually heal us, what can sometimes get in the way of us forgiving? I know for myself that sometimes my ego and the desire to be right can get in my way. And boy, sometimes it feels terrific to feel right. And yet, over the years, I have learned to ask myself this simple question, would I rather be right or would I rather have peace? 
If my ego is in check, peace wins. Another factor that sometimes gets in the way is fear. And fear that if I forgive you, you're just going to do it to me again. It's almost like I'm rewarding bad behavior. And it makes perfect sense that we want to avoid being hurt again and in the future. And yet at the same time, when we truly understand forgiveness, the fear around that dissipates. Another factor that sometimes stops us or slows us from forgiving is that in some cases we get value out of being the victim. We get caught up in our ego and our stories about how we have been done wrong. And oftentimes there are caring individuals who gather around us to love and support us because of our hurt. And boy, that feels really good when we're in pain. And yet... Those feelings, that stance of victimhood does not serve us long term. It needs to be resolved and moved towards a place of forgiveness. Sometimes the related emotions around the situation that are needing forgiveness, sometimes those can stop us from actually forgiving I don't know about you, but in the home that I grew up in, negative emotions, especially the message was, you stuff those. And the reality is, in order to truly forgive, we need to name those emotions and express them in order to release them and move on to that spiritual healing. And while it's important to name and release those negative emotions, I'm certainly encouraging that, but I am discouraging taking those negative emotions and etching them in stone. Sometimes the most difficult person to forgive is oneself. And I think that gets complicated because of things like shame, unworthiness, and guilt. And yet I am fully confident that self-forgiveness is one of the most unselfish things one can do. And it's an important factor in terms of forgiving other people because I can only forgive another person to the degree to which I can forgive myself. If I'm not able to forgive myself, forgiveness with others is stilted. Reconciliation. Originates from the Latin, and I love this. Originally, it means to make good again. I love the simplicity and the beauty of that, to make good again. I invite you to consider where in your own life could you make a relationship good again? Star in her book talks about the prodigal son as a perfect example of that forgiveness and reconciliation. And that's from the Christian Bible, as you may know. And it's about the repentant son returning home to his father. Allow me to share my own prodigal son story. First off, allow me to set some context. 
My mom and dad had five sons well before they were 30. And in the Catholic tradition, we were one right after the other. While I believe in my heart that they did the best job they could, I suspect they had no idea what they signed on for. We were of modest means, and yet we always, we always had the basics. And for some reason, my parents enjoyed dressing us all alike. I could show you picture upon picture of my brothers and I, all lined up chronologically, oldest to youngest, in the exact same outfit. This went on for years, and we hated it. We also mastered the art of hand-me-downs. And this was toughest on my youngest brother, Alan, because once he outgrew a shirt, for example, he had four more additional shirts for him to grow into over the next five years or so. My dad in particular was extremely tough, very much a disciplinarian, very controlling, very opinionated. He was former military, and he tended to treat his sons and raise his sons as if we were his own private little platoon. My home life was difficult, especially as a sensitive kid. And I grew up feeling less than, and that I really couldn't do anything right. For a variety of reasons, I left home when I was 17, and I vowed I would never be like my dad. How I'm like my dad, that's another lesson we'll get to at another time, but I left home at 17. Years later, I joined my family for a weekend up north. And it was out in the, in the country on the point of two rivers. And somehow, my dad and I ended up going for a walk. Now, keep in mind, my dad and I had never, ever done anything, just the two of us. And here we are, walking out in the woods. And it was a beautiful late fall day, similar to the weather today. The sun was warm. You could feel it on your face. The air was crisp and clean. It was cool enough that you could just see your breath as you walked. And as we walked through the woods, you could feel and you could hear the leaves crunch as we walked. I'm guessing you may have experienced this type of day yourself, but it was beautiful. And we got to talking. And talking about the past and and my childhood and how things were then. And somehow, somehow I had the courage to share with him my hurt, my anger, my disappointment at him as a father. Him as my parent from those years. And he had the courage to say that he had learned from that, and he regretted how things were. And he apologized, and I apologized 
And we ended up in the woods embracing and apologizing and crying. I had never seen my dad cry. And after a few moments of this embrace, he pulls back. And he says, Kev, my dad used to call me Kev. He said, Kev, I need to tell you something. I said, what, Dad? And he said, I would give my life for you. I would give my life for you. Those seven words and that conversation on our walk paved the way for true and lasting reconciliation. And it laid a foundation for what would come in the years since then. And oh, by the way, the relationship wasn't perfect overnight, but it laid a foundation to move forward. And my dad became one of my best friends. I share this story to demonstrate that forgiveness and reconciliation can be a beautiful thing. And that the reality with reconciliation is it's generally a process. A process that occurs over time. And yet it begins with one step. And that one step has to, in my mind, I believe wholeheartedly, it has to include mercy and forgiveness. Again, who in your life might there be an opportunity to reconcile with? And while forgiveness and reconciliation are linked, it is important to note that forgiveness and reconciliation are two distinct and separate activities and choice points. Sometimes we forgive and reconcile, as in the case of my dad, and it can be a beautiful thing. And sometimes we forgive and we never have the opportunity to reconcile or the most prudent thing for the parties involved is to not reconcile. Bottom line is, if there's any hope of reconciliation, it has to begin with forgiveness. And as I said earlier, forgiveness is an independent activity. It does not require anyone else to be involved. Shifting here, gears here just for a bit, in case you're not aware, we have an election coming up here in the United States this week. First off, if you have not voted, I encourage you to take our unity teachings, take truth as you know it, and vote. If you need help voting, ask for that help. I'm asking you to vote as if your life depends on it. Because I believe that not only does your life depend on it, my life, all other lives, and our planet depends on the outcome of this election. Whatever the outcome of the elections coming up, I can promise you, without a doubt, I can promise you there will be numerous opportunities over the weeks and the months and probably even longer 
to practice mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation. My call to action is simple, and it is just this. What will you do to practice greater mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation in your own life? Regarding our elections, what can you personally do to help facilitate peace and healing? I strongly encourage you to make a plan and then take that concrete action that is required. In closing, I affirm abundant mercy, abundant forgiveness, abundant reconciliation for all of us, for this country, and for our world. Please join me in that affirmation. Hold it. Hold it hard. And so it is.
Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for a wonderful meditation. Kevin, thank you so much. Great lesson. Thank you. This is the time where we pause and we give back to those places that we're spiritually fed. So today we invite you to make that gift to Unity Minneapolis. You can do so. It's quite easy. You can do so on our website just by hitting the donate button. Or if you're on your device, you're streaming with us, you can just... Text us as well. You can easily do that to 77977 Give to Unity. 77977 Give to Unity. So let's take a moment as we bless these gifts. I invite you just to go within your heart and let's center ourselves again in this one presence and this one power. We feel that presence and we feel that power and we know this presence within is truly a prospering presence. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Divine love flowing through me, blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now silently. Thank you, God. So we take a moment and we bless these gifts. We bless the gifts that's been received in the mail this week. We bless those participating in our consistent giving program, our unexpected income program. We bless all of these gifts and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. 
I just received notification from someone that if you need transportation to the polls on Tuesday, if you will call our church, we'll connect you with that individual by all means. A couple of other announcements, please. I want to acknowledge our prayer chaplains today. Our prayer chaplains have been holding sacred space in their hearts and in their homes for today. So if you have a prayer request, by all means, uh, go to our website and fill out the prayer request form. And our prayer ministry and our prayer chaplains will begin praying with you at once. Also, a quick reminder that members of our board of trustees will be hosting our hospitality today. That's at 1045 today. They would like to hear from you, and you would like to hear from them. So join us. You can join us on our hospitality Zoom link as well. And then also, I want to remind you that it's not too early to ask for your Advent booklet. The Spirit of Christmas. It's a beautiful, beautiful booklet this year, and our Advent themes are around this booklet this year. So by all means, you can go to our website and request this booklet as well. We are so glad you joined us today. It was a great day, great morning, and we're going to close with our prayer of protection and our peace song. If you'd like to join us on the platform, you may do so. So let us know together that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. And the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever I am, God is. I am divine and all is swell. And our peace song. Take this be my joy is mine.